Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? Oh, so good. How are you? I am excellent. We are about to run the gamut on the Titan Games by having the uh, the fourth finalist from the Titan Games, Courtney Rozell. Courtney, how are you? I'm good. I'm good up in Jersey. Hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, hanging you guys in are. Hanging in there. I am hanging in. So excited to have you on the show because I already said this, but I feel like I already know you. It's our first time meeting you, but just, you know, because you are, obviously you've been telling your story on national television and because you're like, you feel so much like one of us. Like I feel like I, I would have worked out with you in the past and seen you on the competition floor. And so I feel like I were already the third bestie. In the Yay, we're the three best friends. <laughs> so well, we do need to lay down the rules here. So we've had, uh, we had Margo on uh, before, like before yeah. we really like found out what was going on. And Margo does a very straight lace interview, by the way, like she's real kind of by the book. She's amazing. I've known Margo forever. She's so sweet. And, yeah. then, and then we had Danny on and we talked about some weird shit with Danny. So oh, I'm really- I caught that podcast, by the way. What's up? <laughs> I don't think I didn't catch that podcast. I caught that podcast. <laughs> totally. Right. Well, so we're, we're going to see where you, if you fall in the middle of those two or if it even gets weirder. I don't know. We'll find yeah. out. But. Matt, Matt wasn't weird. That was, Matt was normal. Yeah. We had Matt Chan on. We haven't released yeah. that one yet. We have Matt Chan on. He's totally normal. He's just like, complete, he's a firefighter. Like he, but he's a very, very cool dude. And I was, uh, Nikki was making fun of me that I was fangirling because he's an he OG. He fangirled so hard. Yeah. He look, he's an OG CrossFitter and I'm an OG. I've been doing this for decades. So like he was, you know, one of the big stars of the sport when I started. So in my mind, he's still, you know, the biggest star of the sport, you know? So. Yeah, I mean, he has barbells named after him. Like, you know what I mean? Like in the... Like you know, most gyms have chan bars, like, you know, so I get it. Like when he walked in, I was like, wait, Matt Chan's with me? What? My gym has uh, PVC pipes named after me. It's very exciting. Uh, yeah, of course. Very exciting. Of course. Yeah, my gym has nothing named after me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I mean, that's pretty cool. Anything, anything maybe, I'll take. They that's made a, like a glitter water bottle. Maybe it would be named after me. That's like, a great know. merch idea, Nikki. You now that I've said out loud, we'll make, make what's great again, PVC pipes. PVC pipes so. actually. It's a yeah. great idea, given how much you uh you endorse scaling. I think yeah, that's awesome. Great. Yeah, or burns. yeah, I think you could have like a cool like quote on it, something yeah. about scaling. Give you like it would be funny. It'd be just good. Broom handles. I'll just sell broom <laughs> handles. That'll be great. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, Courtney, I am like made of questions oh, about God. your experience and and just what the whole thing was like, but also about you. And, and I know that most of our listeners have probably heard your story, but I would love if you could tell it again, just how you got into fitness and sort of your motivation going into being a representative of really of women in sport and of being confident in yourself and in every respect so i'll kind of just give you or give us a bit about about your background and how you okay. got here yeah feel free to interrupt at any time <laughs> so i am the youngest of four brothers and a sister um so i come from like that jersey like typical italian loud like the reason i grew up so loud and so confident is because like at the dinner table if you didn't speak you weren't heard it's yep. just one of those. Yeah. Like, they're like, what? What are you saying over there? I'm like, oh my God. Like that's, <laughs> that's how I grew up. So and growing up as like four of uh, four older brothers that were very, very athletic. I actually grew up very tomboyish, like mushroom bowl haircut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Me to the max. So um I grew up very tomboyish. Like, but I'm also super like tall. My legs are like up to like my waist. It, like in 
I'm 32 inches in my legs and only 22 inches in my torso. So being like that odd, like body type, my family was like, maybe you should do modeling. Maybe you should do modeling. Oh, cause you got legs for days. For mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. For yep. days. That's like one thing about me. If you saw me, you're like, what the hell is that? It's very what interesting. Do pants. Every bridesmaid dress I've been a part of, I have to get extra long material. Like it's crazy. I wish you could hear how hard I'm rolling my eyes. I've also had these problems forever <laughs> where I'm like, uh, do you, do these pants come in extra long crotch? Like I don't, can't get the ratios right. See, it's all messed and, up. And I'm such a CrossFitter. I'm just sitting here going, man, I bet she's good at rowing. I know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's like rowing wall balls and rope climbs. I'm like, yep. yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand with wall balls either. Like I have to get low too. It's like the people are like, oh my God, you're so tall at wall balls. I'm like, yeah, but I have to get lower. You do. You have further to go, but like less effort on the experience explosive part right because yep. like yeah. by the by the time you get up you're just like just like barely release the ball yeah I, <laughs> I have the same problem i have long legs and a shorter torso and we did 19-1 which was the 17 minutes oh. of wall balls and oh rolling. my like, god i killed yep. that god. like i i was like right in there with the kind of the top athletes in our gym during that wad because you know i'm yeah one five oh inches god. taller than all of them but but i have long legs so yeah it's like right in the wheelhouse yeah I loved it. That was a good one. Um, But yeah, so like I grew up just like being a tomboy. And then I tried to go into the modeling industry. And when I went into the modeling industry at like 13, they were like, you're no one you're too muscular. You're too big. Like, mind you, I was like a hundred pounds soaking wet. I was like a lengthy, like Mm -hmm. I couldn't control my body parts. And they're like, you're going to maybe be like a plus size model. You're just like too athletic. Like, were you like playing sports and stuff at that point? All yeah. The time. Uh-huh. All the time, like that's all I knew how to do. Yeah. So like, they were like, no, you'll never be a model. You'll never do anything. I was like, whatever. So I went, I continued with sports all my life. I went to college for basketball, um, played at university of Scranton. And then when I came out of college again, I tried to go into the uh, modeling industry again, just like one more time. And then they told me that no little girl wants to look like me. Um, pardon. Yeah, no longer wants to look at me because of my muscular body. Like they were like, nope, not happening. Like I thought I got called in for like an awesome interview and they were gonna take me. And then they were like, nope, nope, nope. That that body type, like nobody wants to see that in magazines. How many years ago was this? Okay, so I'm 31 now. Happened when I was 26, 25, 26. Wow. Damn. Oh yeah. It's hard to believe that. I like left and right. I can't Uh. believe that still happens. That's still happens. Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Oh my God. Yeah. We're like, no, the modeling industry specifically modeling and fashion are like nowhere in 2020 because even nowadays when like, you know, a runway will feature like a plus size collection, like it's big news. It's like, Oh, so-and-so brand has real women on their yeah, runway. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, everyone's like, Oh oh my God, clap, clap, clap. You're amazing. Like that, that is what 2020 is. Like, I, I'm not, it's so sad when you know, it's like on billboards and stuff. They're like, this is real women on board billboards. I'm like, that's just a woman. Like, I don't know. It's just a real so woman. <laughs> Completely. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Um, yeah. I used to, just to sort of like be on the same level. Like I had a very similar experience when I was a kid because I grew up in the ballet and I also oh. my whole life. And I just genetically women sometimes just build muscle differently or hold muscle in different places. I've always had oh. really jacked like traps and arms and biceps. I don't sit around doing curls. It's just genetically where my body builds yes. 
uh, muscle the easiest. I wish it were my legs. If I could squat with my traps, we wouldn't have a problem in life, but I can't. Um, but I had very similar conversations with my, with the, uh, you know, uh, teachers and prof- directors of the dance schools and things like that, where they were just like, you will never have a man, a partner that you can dance with who's taller than you, who can lift you because you're too big. And I was like little, little lean, lanky, big right. arms coming out of my leotard, just, you know, genetically. And it, it was, it crushed me as a kid. It crushed me. It really, yeah. when I was like 13 years old, I was like, screw this. Cause then I just threw myself into sports because the only thing I knew in my athletic body and being strong, like you want to be that in sports. So the only time I could be myself and like be comfortable in my own skin was in sports. And then outside of it, it was like, do you want to be a part of the girl crew or do you want to be mm-hmm. part of the boy crew? But I was picked first in dodgeball, but yep. like want to be friends. But it was just, it was like I a know. mess. I know. And you know, that shit never really goes away because I still feel like that sometimes. We just were talking about this a little bit on our episode with um, Jessica Fithen, but like, mm-hmm. I still feel the most myself when I can like lift heavy weights and rock out in a tank top in the gym. And then when I go out at night, I'm kind of like, do I want to wear sleeves? Because I just don't feel like listening to the commentary on like, oh, you look so jacked. You could yes. probably kick my ass. Like, it's still sad. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. No, with your story. no, but like that's how I, I feel. Like when I'm in out in the like, public, like I love getting dressed up as like a girl. I also love being in like, you know, tanked up shorts, whatever in the gym. I can play all roles. I just don't think there is roles. And when I go out in like heels and shorts and like my leg muscles, someone is bound to come up to me. Yeah. So, like it just be like, Hey, like, but some of the, some of the comments is just like ridiculous. Some of them is really nice. And like, yeah. Sometimes it's like complimentary and whatever, but sometimes it's like, who told you that as a stranger, you could just come up here and talk to me about my body. Like just go away. Just yeah. go away. <laughs> exactly. I get the same exact thing, like going out in public. So it's, I mean, it's weird at first, but then I just like kind of embrace it that, yeah. you know, walking into a room. Um, but yeah, so then like, but after I got denied the last time of my like modeling, and they said, no little girl wants to look like me. I walked down. I was like, I'm done. My mom ends up going to the U.S. Open about like four or five months later. And the Vogue editor was there. I see your cat, Don. <laughs> Bean. <laughs> like, Bean like, has arrived. Come join us. Bean joins all the podcasts. He likes to be a part. He looks it, particularly pissed at you today. No, this yeah. is his normal piss look. Oh, is, <laughs> It's just the, that natural face. Yeah, it's just his natural annoyance. Just it's how he RBF. rolls. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then I went, then like four or five months later, the editor of Vogue was there. I'm sitting next to my mom. Thank God my mom had a couple cocktails in her. She ended up getting, like, she ended up getting these like tennis seat, um, seats because my cousin worked in the city and got these crazy seats for her. And she had been talking to editor Vogue, showed her my picture and stuff. And she's like, my daughter wanted to be a model and everyone denied her. And she's like, you know what? Bring her in. I want to see her. And I ended up booking Vogue as my first modeling shoot. Oh my God. <laughs> First of all, go mom. Like, yeah, yeah, mom, mom with a couple cocktails. Yeah, like, oh, hell yeah. Mom. And normally it's like, mom, shut, shut up, like stop, whatever. And your mom was like, no, listen, this is my daughter. And <laughs> yeah, like oh, literally, amazing. she gave her my card and something. I was like, mom, you probably embarrassed me. And she's like, no, nah, this woman's gonna call you. I was like, no, she's not. And then a week and a half later, she called me. She's like, I have nobody athletic like looking enough that's a model that can look like a UFC fighter. Like, you need to come in here. And she was like, you're perfect. And then I ended up booking. And it was like. It's just uh, 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 okay. Yeah, crazy. And, and, and I kind of just like went from there, and then like Shape Magazine reached out, then Felt Magazine reached out, and then everybody all of a sudden, what everybody hated me for, everybody was like, "Oh, uh huh, uh huh." Um, and then I went into like 
motivational speaking to like high school girls. I love talking about body positivity and, you know, just being comfortable in your own skin and walking into a room and knowing it. And then it kind of led into like just starting my own company of clothing line. And my clothes, my company is called Iron Grace because iron the masculine side and you have to be graceful but it's like a barbell like when you clean or snatch a barbell you have to be strong but it's like poetry in motion like you have to be yes. graceful so everybody yes. has to have a feminine and masculine side in the fitness arena and that's how I came up with like my company name we kind of like went from there and then WWE called me to come out to be a diva oh my god oh my god wait yeah. that's like the dream do you know how many people are like oh sideline reporting is cool Nikki but have you ever considered being a diva? I'm like, considered, like I could just walk in one day and be like, I am here. Did you know? Like, that is like the coveted role. So yeah. cool. But like, then I ended up getting that. And then it didn't work out how I wanted to work out, but two girls were there from the Titan Games. And then the two girls were like, have you gone out for the Titan Games? I think you would like, they would like love you. And literally that's how it snowballed effect. And then I went through auditions and combat, like, but literally that's how life, it's just, I know. no one always being like just super kind to people get you yeah. somewhere like people you don't have to be ridiculous and be mean um and it's just like meeting the right people in the right time and I just can't believe it happened from what again everybody hated me this <laughs> they're like ill gross no. and, then they're like, Ew. It's and, awesome. and throughout this whole process obviously you have been training crossfitting like growing yeah. your own athleticism how did that sort of parallel path with all that other stuff yeah I mean like when I was first starting it, it was just like a hobby and a sport. I played college basketball. I was in the corporate world. I was like, I just need some type of competitive fitness. Um, and then I ended up getting like better and better and better at it. I started doing like competitions. And then, you know, I started like, so my, my clean is like 225. My deadlift's like 405. So I'm like, I'm just a strong barbell athlete. That's like my jam. So I've heard about oh, like, yeah, those are my numbers up. too. No big deal. Totally. What do you say? I think it's totally my numbers too. Hey, no big don't deal. be, don't <clears throat> be bitching about it, Nikki. They're higher than mine. So let's, <laughs> of course let's they are. Up. Of course they are. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. So cool. And then like on the athletic cert, and then like I went out to Wadapalooza, got denied like the first three years of Wadapalooza. I was like, I'm not making this. And the fourth time, which is like two or two years ago, three years ago, three years ago, I finally like made it. And then it just started like snowballing from there. I ended up coaching so much more fitness. Now I had the opportunity to quit my corporate job and do what I love every single day. My mom also grew up being divorced and like a single mom and she sacrificed everything for me. So if I could take like a little bit of opportunity, just like an inch to be able to do what I love every single day from everything that she sacrificed, I was like, I'm jumping on board. Like I feel like. I feel like we live the same life. I'm like, oh, everything you're saying. I'm like, yeah, me too. Oh my God. Yeah, me too. Oh, totally. Me too. You know, when people like listen to the podcast, John, and sometimes they're like, we totally feel like we know you guys. I'm doing that right now with Courtney. Oh. I'm like, um, yeah. Courtney, I know. Cause I'm like the same and we're like, totally. See, I, like, I was doing it. the same thing until she said she deadlifted 405 and I'm like, yep, that's not me. <laughs> Nope. Uh, <laughs> you had me until the deadlift of 405. I would have never done that with Danny without Danny Spiegel <gasps> because I did it at the combine when she was with me at the Titan games and she was in my group and we were lifting and you had three tries to do your max deadlift. And before that it was like 375. So like I went and I hit 375 on like my second try or whatever. And she's like, Courtney put 405 on the bar. I was like, no, she just lifted 405. I was like, stop it. I was like, stop it while you're at Please, Danny. <laughs> and she was like, no, do it now. And I was like, and then I end up lifting it. And I end up, I wish they showed the video on the Titan Games. I end up jumping into Danny's arms. Aww, oh, that's and awesome. she just like, cradled you like a baby. Yeah. yeah. Job, I'm like, she's like, 
you know, obviously jacked and I'm just so much taller than her. And it's like She's hilarious. Little, little, little. Yeah. Like she fits in my nook, but then I fit in her nook. So it's like. She's such a fearless athlete when it comes to a barbell. Like I've, I've had this running joke forever that that I'd be a strong woman's athlete. And I would, for the record, I'd be a very strong woman's athlete. I'm not making fun of women. Like I'm making fun of myself. (laughs) Like my, like my weights kind of fall in line with the games athletes that are women. And so when we went to um, the Mac, Danny competed there and she was snatching. And if I remember right, she like snatched maybe 195, 205. It was a lot. And as soon as I saw her do it, I'm like, yep, I take it back. I'm not as, I'm absolutely not as strong as women's games athletes. She was so strong and just completely fearless when she gets near a barbell. It's amazing. That's, that's the cool thing about her. Her confidence when she walks up to the bar is like, I'm here. I'm here to do it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? How? Help me. <laughs> Help me. Yeah, I wish I got it on film because I literally would have never done it unless she told me to. She's like, do it now. And I was like, awesome. what? What? Okay, whatever you say, Danny Spiegel. I was like, I was like oh. all right, Danny Spiegel, please. Okay. Well, they're going to break my back. <laughs> what were you thinking when you were like, because you're a competitive athlete and you've been out on the comp- the same competition floor as a lot of these athletes, but there's still some like, when you walk in, you're like, oh, there's like games athletes in my group, like people in the sport that I follow that are top notch, that I see on TV, that I idolize, whatever. Like, what what were you thinking? Being like, oh, yeah, I'm on this level two, turns out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, first, like when me and her got there, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, Mike, how many people are you taking? <laughs> are you taking more than like somebody in my group? I was like, geez. Um but yeah, it was like just pretty cool too that um, she ended up being so cool and pushing me to do my best. Like you don't know walking to like I've been at competitions. I'm not gonna even lie. When girls like don't even speak and they're just like, I know, I know, yeah. and they just like turn blind, blind eye. And I'm just like, guys, what? Like you know what I mean? But then I've been at like mostly Waterpalooza. Everybody's like so, so cool, so yeah. cool. And they're like chill. We're like we're in the Miami heat. Let's get a tan. Yeah. You know, let's go get a drink. Let's go get a drink. Let's wear no clothes while we compete. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it was really cool that she was such a high level game athlete. And she was like, no, put 405 in the bar right now. And then like, she told the producer, she's like, yo, she just PR'd by like 30 pounds. Like she was telling the producers for me. She was like, she just, she did that. Just want to let me know. So it was really Aww. cool. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And then Margo Alvarez was the first one that came running up to me too. And was like, yo. Let's talk about this. Like Margo yes. sprinted to me. And I was like, hey, Margo Alvarez. <laughs> yeah. Margo may be the nicest woman on the planet. And really and, and now that it and once you know her, she never forgets you. Like I've run yes. into her so many times in different places. And like we were at Rogue. I think I told her this on our podcast. We're at Rogue and I, I'm we're in a crowd. Like it's packed, right? And I'm walking through and I see her. She makes eye contact and she shouts, John. And like everybody turns and looks at me like I'm a rock star. You're, she, you're, you're the celeb. I know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm a big deal. Give me a hug, Margo. She gives <laughs> me a hug. You know? you know what I love about her is like she's she's one of my goals in, like you said, like retention of people and and personal connection. Like she's the, the person that once a month will just text me and be like, hey, how are you doing? I remember you were doing this. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I I wish because I do legitimately care about people like that, but I yeah. don't enough go out of my way to like make it known or, you know, cause that shit takes effort. It takes effort because you always think in your head like, Oh, I'm going to text Courtney and like, see how that went. But how many days go by before you do it? I don't know if she has like alerts on her phone that go off or what, <laughs> like once a month to be like, bing, Monday, text Nikki, bing, Tuesday, text Courtney. Like, how does she do it? I don't understand. I need uh, to get better when, about that kind of stuff. No joke. She, te- me and her text a lot. Um, she texted me the other day. She's like, 
just thinking about you. So happy you came into my life for the Titan Games. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. like she said, and I'm just like, what? How are like, how are you an angel? How? So awesome, man. Such life goals. Like, so. even when I started getting a lot of, like, I started getting a lot of followers on Instagram. I got sure. like, over like 11,000 now, like, just at once. So not like, oh, and I literally texted her right away. I was like, how do you handle, uh-huh. like, you know, just the DMs. I get like, just overwhelmed because I'm so thankful for everything that happened. I want to make sure I get back to everybody, every email. I'm just like that. And she was like, Cord, you just need like one hour where you focus on getting off back on DMs and then step away from the phone. She won't be yeah. I was like, is that what you do? Cause I swear you hit up everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, freaking ask John. Cause John's exactly the same. John has like 280,000 followers. 287. Who's counting? Answer every, every single one. Every yes. Everyone. Everyone. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. He does. I can't, I, I, can't I can't not. It's like, and I, Nikki and I talk about this a lot. She's like, can't time. you just delete them and not answer? I'm like, no, I just can't. Like, I'm not well, wired sometimes that way. They're really, sometimes people are dicks, like yeah. really oh. bad out of nowhere. And like for John, I get it. Cause it's like controversial content sometimes that people yeah. like feel some kind of way about, but like to the point where I'm like, you don't need to like insult me and my ancestors from like four <laughs> generations back. Like right. you might not agree with what I'm saying and you can tell me that's fine, but don't like just come out of nowhere with like, and your dog sucks too. Like <laughs> F off. I don't understand. And that's the kind of stuff that he deals with. So I don't, that's when I'm like, can you just delete this? Yeah. The only advice I I would give you on it is I came to the realization a couple of years ago at this point that about 10% of your audience is just batshit crazy. totally batshit crazy like i mean that's just, and that's just actually very low john is that well I'm, I'm trying to be kind it could be higher but so like i figure for every you know i probably get 100 dms a day probably and out of those 110 are going to be complete and utter jerks or weirdos or whatever and to be honest like i'm a dude so i don't get the dms you get i don't get the dms Dan- right. like danny and i danny oh, yeah. and i speak weekly about the dms she gets and we make a lot of jokes about it. Like, I don't get the ones that say, hey, can I be your sugar daddy? Can I have a foot photo? Can I see mm-hmm. your thighs? Like, can you mm-hmm. crush me with those? Like, I don't get any of that weird shit. You yeah. Know? Like, not- the most weird shit I get, um, they ask me, to, you guys ever heard of, like, muscle worshipping when you just, like, spot men and, like, arm wrestle them and they pay you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I 100% oh. have. Are you getting those now? So, Courtney, like I'm muscle worshiping. I'll pay you five hundred dollars. Yeah, you have to arm wrestle me. You have to squat me, and I'm allowed to like touch your biceps for five hundred bucks. All right. So here's the deal, Courtney. I'm actually uh, Danny's perv manager. Yep. I, I only take ten percent. I'll book everything. I'll book it mm-hmm. all. It'll mm-hmm. be really easy for. There won't be much for you to do. Just send me the DMs. I'll handle it. It'll be great. I love it. The no, nice little side business. No one because, asks like, to muscle worship me ever. And I wish that they would. And because, because I would 100% send like a bicep photo if you Venmo me $200. Yeah. What do you want? My And my husband's like, hustle for that money. Oh my God. Come <laughs> on, Nikki, make us money. Danny had in her story the other day, she had, in her close friend story, she had um, this uh dm she got from a dude that said hey can i get a photo of your thighs i'll pay you a thousand bucks and she left his his phone number in it she didn't because you know it's her close friend so she just left it in so i message her i'm like can i please send him a photo of my big hairy thigh and say it's you and charge him a thousand bucks she's like please do <laughs> please please do. Please, <laughs> please charge him a thousand bucks i mean like are they really just memoing i mean like yes for, i mean 
Wait, can I just tell you that one time John made a joke that if every one of his followers Venmoed him like $1 that he could like, you know, actually like not have to work for a minute or whatever, <laughs> whatever the joke was, it was like whatever. And, and I was like, yeah, I mean, but I don't know why it has to be just you. Shit you not. I got two different people. One Venmoed me $1 that night and one Venmoed me $2 because women's rights and to tell John to suck it because now I make more money than he yeah. does. That actually happened. So I swear, these guys are actually motivated. They 100% would Venmo you for real. Like, they don't, like, it's not voters. Like, they want to see me in person, like, arm wrestle them. That's different. Am I allowed to, like, bring a dude with me? I'll totally bring one of my guy friends. And, like, maybe you're my bodyguard and then I'll arm wrestle you. But I'm not allowed to come with anybody. Like, it's different. But I said also, too, the gym's, like, never open in Jersey for the rest of 2020. I'm going to get super ripped and just go into muscle worshiping. You would make so much money. You could make an OnlyFans account and just post close-ups of your biceps. <laughs> it makes like so that- much money. That's what's so crazy about the world right now is like, that would work. But like starting yeah. your own clothing company and your own business and personal training and doing what you love to like the benefit of others, that's a grind. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know it. <laughs> so I don't think dudes understand this, Courtney. So of the, yeah. if you got a hundred DMs by yeah. percentage, how many of them are people messaging you with creepy stuff? Oh man, it's a good. Um, now, what do you mean creepy stuff? Is it just like muscle worship? Like, like, I feel like feet. creepy can go in like, all different directions. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's the ones that are just like it's they're not normal. If you, if you message and you're like you're beautiful and that inspires me, but it's another thing yeah. if people are like you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a difference. Yeah, you know, like the ones Nikki sent me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like when I'm like, John, you're so pretty. You're so pretty, John. <laughs> if it's out of a hundred, I would say at least a quarter of them are a little bit. That's crazy. At least a quarter. So I would say 25% is a little bit like some of them are on. I can't tell through text sometimes what your emotion is like. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, but then sometimes they're not as bad. I'm like, oh, I just took that the wrong way. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna throw out there, probably not. You're probably, your instincts yeah. are right where they should. Yeah, because like when they, I always get nervous when they come in the request box. Uh-huh. Like and I'm like, oh, what's this going to be like mm-hmm. in the request box? Mm-hmm. So, um, those are the ones I was a little bit nervous. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to press it. I'm going to press it now. I'm going to press it now. And I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally know where you're coming from. Um, so- when it comes to going back to just like Titan games and being in that environment and getting, getting like that kind of attention for whatever, for the first time on national television, a lot of what we were talking to uh, folks like Danny about was how you train in CrossFit for kind of like the epitome of the test of fitness, you know, the unknown, yes. unknowable, whatever. And for her, at least it wasn't necessarily like, I don't want to say it wasn't that hard, but like right. it, it wasn't, I mean, we're sometimes used to training three, four times a day, competing, you know, at four events at a time and whatever. So when you're filming like one event a day and then like Mount Olympus takes three minutes and you're used to doing a shitty AMRAP for 12 minutes, it's like, how was it in comparison to the type of, you know, working out or fitness that you're, you're used to? Um, so yeah, that's like such a good question. So the one thing I would say, yeah, Mount. So when you went the CrossFitters, I mean, 
we got like some hate back because they're like, of course, four CrossFitters made it. And I was like, yo, just to let you know, I picked my type of fitness. Like, stop judging me on the type of fitness I picked. Yeah. So we got some hate back being like, oh, of course it's CrossFit athletes. Like, cross. I'm like, yo, we're not, it wasn't sponsored by CrossFit. No, they wouldn't, they couldn't even say the, the word CrossFit. Right. Just because we picked that out of the sport, I also just think like we are meant to go into the unknown, right? Like you've been to competitions, people have been to competitions, and you don't know the last two to three events. So I train for the unknown. So like we would go to the obstacles, and Danny could contest this too, and Margo, and they would be like, "All right, this is how you do the obstacle," and I'd be like, "How much does that weigh?" And they're like, "We're not telling you." And I was like, "Well, oh well, you just gotta mm-hmm. go into it." But I'm so used to it that other people that came from different realms of like background of fitness. They were like a little bit pissed. Like, how did they not tell us more in advance? But like the CrossFitters were like, you know, like we're just going to go into this. The only thing that like was different about a competition day. So I filmed nuts and bolts, my first comp at like 11. And then I didn't film my other one till nine at night. Hmm. And the break between you are interviewing, you're only sitting, you are interviewing some more. You're sitting in the makeup chair and you're sitting in the hair chair. So like, it's not like you're warming up. For the next one, I like going back to back, like two hour break, go to another yep. one, two hour break. Because when you're going in cold and they're like, and not like they don't know in TV, but they have no idea in TV. Like right. you need to warm up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They would like walk out and be like, you guys ready? We're like, wait, do, like we're still doing something physical. They only think about the TV aspect. Yes. Like correct. how could you look, how you're going to portray yourself. Um, but like. Like at first they didn't even have um like a like a medical staff at first. And I was like, no, 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 like people are gonna get hurt. Like- yeah. Yeah. I will say just super side note story, like a te- a true testament to the broadcast crew that we put together for uh games and for regionals and a lot of the same people are working sanctional stuff. Like the the reason why we were able to pull things off the way we did is because our whole crew, including the people in the trucks, including the people who ran the cameras, including the floor operators, big shout out to Ling Lu, who is our red hat and floor operator forever, forever. Like everyone was a CrossFitter or at least had been indoctrinated into the sport to the point where they understood what the hell was going on. So like a camera guy knows what a thruster is and what a rope climb is and where to stand and where you're going to run. And, and the truck knows and understands that you, that I'm not going to be able to do an interview beforehand because because you're going to be focused because you're going to be warming up and you don't want me to bug you. Like all of that worked in such synergy, which is why we were able to pull off incredible feats of broadcast that we did. And, and the regular world, like they just don't know unless they have those trained ambassadors or unless they put time into hiring someone for those positions. So side note and uh, shameless. No, plug, but that's so true because I, like, I would be, they're like, you're going to run the obstacle in 10 minutes. And they're like, but press is outside for the next five minutes. I'm like, so I'm going to go to press right now, talk to them which was great because like they really tried to this season, tried to expand on all the stories mm-hmm. of people and like the human instinct behind the athlete, which I loved about them. It's just sometimes the timing of what they think about in TV, like they're trying to get the story, trying to get the story. And they're like, okay, and now you're going to go run a Mount Olympus right now. And I'm like, what, what? So that was like the only thing coming off like cold. And then towards the end, like they started getting us like more warm up equipment and bands yeah. and like, you know, but at first, like they were just like, why can't you come off an interview? You just got your makeup done and go run the uh, the event. I'm like, just because it's only like five minutes, it depends on how long the event goes because right, sometimes right, right. TV has to cut it. Like Matt Chan was on that Lunar Impact wall for 15 minutes. Oh my God. Lunar Impact was my favorite alive. event. 
It was my favorite. Lunar Lunar Impact was my favorite. Every time it came up, I was like, all right, man, here we go. Here we go. Like, I was stoked. It was my, some of them, I was just kind of like, meh, okay. Like, I just, I'm used to watching very exciting CrossFit fitness events. So some of them, I was like, all right, like we're doing the thing where we take the weights off the wall. Like, yeah. Yeah, but, exactly. uh, impact was like, it got me fired up every time. It was so cool. No, it is. And like, I, like Matt Chan was up there for 15 minutes. He's like, I never, and he went against a guy who was 280 pounds. That dude was a beast. And Matt Chan still held it down for 15 uh-huh. minutes up there. Uh-huh. Like, think how long 15 minute AMRAP is. Like, I'm just like, no, I hate it. I hate anything over eight minutes for an AMRAP. So I'm like. A 15 so. minute quad burn with nothing but a friggin' quad. Like, I can't. I can't yeah, imagine. That was sore, he said, for three days after. Oh, like, I bet. You know what I mean? So I was like, he had stim like all over his body. It was awesome. Loved it for it. <laughs> just and also, he's tattooed from like head to toe. So at one point, like his wife was there back with him, who's like, oh, Sheree's the best. Like, uh-huh. she's I, when they aired the last episode, I texted both of them saying, Can you please adopt me? So mm-hmm. <laughs> they would. They would consider it. They'd be like, Yeah, move out to Boulder. We got a room. Yeah, like just adopt me already. Mm-hmm. God. But they like, he like pulled his pants down and he even has like, and they have no problem because he has rose petals down his ass. Like he was just like bare butt. He's tattooed head to toe. Covered in. Like, yeah, he has rose heads. He said it was actually super painful to get those oh. tattoos on his butt. So I was interested. Like it was funny, but I was like, yeah. he's bare yeah. ass. Stim, rose petals. I was like, this is a great sight to see. When else in my world, in my entire life, will I be able to say <laughs> that I, was I like, people would pay me so much money to sit where I am right now, Matt? Okay. Uh huh. Like, Facts. That's what we should be. You, John, should definitely be because I, I bet he's got all sorts of tattoo worship. Tattoo. We didn't even ask him about that. I know. I'm, I'm disappointed we didn't ask him about his ass tattoos. What Damn it! The gotta hell? have him back. No. Gotta have him back. We'll do I know, a whole. I got to see them in person, real close. We'll do an wow. entire episode on ass tats. <gasps> I will get one just so I can participate in that show. Yeah, I bet you so many people have them. Like a lot of girls actually at the Titan Games had their inner lip tattooed. No, a lot. Yeah, that's weird. Why? Inner lip tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like what, what's like, that, wow. what's in there? What does it say? Like, I, I think of uh, Black Panther, you know, Wakanda, they flip their lip over and they've got like the, yeah. you guys seen that movie? So why, what would it say? Yeah. Like what would um, be in there? Like, well, there's an Olympian there. So like she, I mean, she's badass, Shantae. She had oh, me, she's awesome. She, number one. So she was like, I was like, what kind of background? She's like, I do like track and field here and there. And then we had a, when we went to the combine, we had to do a three minute dead hang and she heads from the dead. Hang, and all of a sudden you see the Olympian rings. And I was like, Oh, oh just track and field. <laughs> just, just once in a while. When yeah. I feel like occasionally it. every once in a while, I was like, no one gets the Olympian rings for fun as a tattoo. Okay. <laughs> so she was like, I know like they're just, everybody was just so humble on the show. So she's like, I'm track and field here and there. Girl. And, um, I forget. It was Kelly, Shantae, and Lindsay. And I forget what they had. They all had, like, some of them had, like, beasting it, like, in her learning a tattoo. Someone had, I think Kelly had, like, love. Like, love yourself. Um, but, yeah, all of them had inner tattoos on their lips. Some of them, wow. some of them had to get them co- done a couple times because it wears. Uh-uh. I don't God, that would be so painful. No, thank you. I, yeah, I'm so imagine just like sitting like this for like over an hour. No, oh. no, because tattoos really hurt. And yeah. anyone who says they don't is BS. I'm <laughs> sorry, 
I'm sorry. And I'm not great with pain, but like that shit hurts. I'll do it. I've done it. I've done it. I've sat through four tattoos in my life, but like anyone who says that they don't hurt is crazy. And I just can't imagine how sensitive. Um, yeah. And just sitting there for a long time, it gets like super dry. I hate even once the dentist in my mouth gets dry. Like I can't imagine being like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not doing it. I'm a, I might still get that little butterfly on my lower back, but oh, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not doing the lip thing. Tramp stamps for life, dude. Yes. It's a if you're a late eighties kid, you have to late eighties yeah. early. It's like a rite of passage. You get it's to like, drive a Jetta when you're in college and you get a tramp stamp. Yeah. I feel like in Jersey, like some of the, trans- there's just like, it's like a cross. And I'm like, that's just such an odd place. I know. <laughs> I know. You can I always tell it. how old somebody is by their tattoo though. If they have Absolutely. like the, the tribal was a thing for a while. Oh, you know. Uh-huh. Barbed wire. The barbed totally. wire. Oh, you took it totally. out. Yes. Uh-huh. I like love it. Barbed wire around the bicep. Uh huh. But this is the thing. And this was my argument always because, you know, when I first started getting tattoos when I was like 18, everyone was like, oh, you're going to be an old lady and you're going to have whatever. And how are you going to feel then? And I'm like, I'm going to feel like I remember the joy and the moment in my life when I when I got that and when I loved it and when it was important to me. So if I'm old and saggy and it looks like shit, I'm going to be like, yeah, but man, when I was 18 and I got it, it meant this, and I was doing that, and I loved it, and it meant something to me. And so, even if it looks like shit, it's it was, you know, that's how I feel about it anyway. So, thanks yeah. for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> I was thinking about getting a tattoo of abs, like you know, just like yep. a slightly darker tan, like mm-hmm. right across my core. But then yep. I could just quit doing GHCs and sit ups. I also found out today, it's so funny. I actually had a, I was hired to do a birthday party. So it's like, I feel like I was hired like a clown, you know? Like, like what? How so, to do what at a birthday party? It's like to do fitness, like a fitness class, but I got hired to go to their rooftop and do a birthday party. So cool. I love it so much. Like so I gave them a 30 awesome. minute workout and I start their birthday party. I've done like bachelorettes to do fitness. Okay. I, I just always say if it's a bachelorette though, like if it's a three day bachelorette, like book me the first day because yeah, yeah, yeah. don't book me on day, day two. No one wants to see my face. Like no one. <laughs> After night one, everyone's like, all I want to see is a greasy ham, egg, and cheese on a croissant. Please. No one wants to see my face on day two, especially not day three. Don't you dare see my face on day three. Mm -mm. So, but I've done like bachelorettes and birthday parties, but the woman at the birthday party, the host, she was saying that ab contouring is a thing. Yeah, it totally is. Wait, do you know how I know that? Because before I go to do silent at events, sometimes in the winter, I'll spray tan because like just being under like studio lights or camera lights, like you just, yeah. you don't, it looks really, you look, you'd be like, oh my God, are you sick? And it just <laughs> washes you out like crazy. Um, and when I go, sometimes my lady's like giving me extra little like lines and stuff on my belly. I was like, what are you doing? Like, usually it's like one coat. I'm good. Turn around, yeah. bend over, whatever. And she's like, oh, I'm giving you some ab lines. And I was like, I'm sorry. So, what? Can you can you give me more? <laughs> give me all the ad lines. Make my quads huge as well. And yes, like- yeah, they kind of do. And when I got back, my my husband was like, "Kit, should should I do that?" Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. There are yeah. so many applications here that we're not going to go into. <laughs> but let's just say it sounds like it's a a big business. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, John, it's a real thing, is mm-hmm. what we're trying to say. Apparently, contouring. Mm-hmm. So, you can do it with makeup too. Yeah, they they just like makeup for your face, and then she's like, "Yeah, the ab contour." I was like, "What the ab contour?" She's like, "Yeah, like girls hire it to like go out, or even like I don't understand sitting on a beach because I feel like it would melt." Like, yeah. You know? But like some girls hire it to like when they go on a beach in a big like 
pool party and they get ab contoured. Mm-hmm. You can also do like boob contouring. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like if you like people who <laughs> do like. <laughs> hear me out hear me out like like you know how like youtube stars are like a thing so people like Mm -hmm. are seen from their like bust up constantly on video so like if you're doing makeup tutorials or if you're doing whatever on video constantly you can like contour your chin and your neck so that you look leaner you can like contour right here with makeup so that like your boobs look nice i'm not making it up i've never done it i I probably if i tried oh my god if i tried you'd probably be like um I feel like you, I'm not working. Are you covered hard in enough. tar? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I feel like I'm not working hard enough preparing for the video portion of these <laughs> podcasts. Like, I I need to be doing some makeup or something. I don't know. Like, you're gonna be doing some boob contouring. I know. Boob I, contouring. Could, I like. I'm, I don't have good pecs. Speaking of pecs, did you get to rub the rocks? Because Danny did. Danny <laughs> mentioned she got a she got a hug by the rock, and next thing you know, her hands on his nipple, and she's like touching it, and she couldn't quit touching it. It was like, <laughs> really weird. I mean hugging him is like rainbows and butterflies like mm-hmm. it's just it's like why like number one he, he's six five and again i'm five nine five ten i'm like taller for a girl but he makes me feel like very little like when he hugs me i'm like oh god i'm so little <laughs> bring me into your arm folds yeah i'm like oh i fit in your nook like i don't uh-huh. know like hug me some more and when he was hugging me and interviewing me like they didn't get it on camera which then played in but like he tried to like let go at one point and then i was hugging him on his hip <laughs> <laughs> so he tried to let go and i was like what we're, it's not we're not done yeah we're not like, done me, sir I, this is not over i was like this hug is not <laughs> over so and like one of the great things is he just smells so good too like he's oh almost my God. <laughs> <laughs> i have so many more questions we'll take this offline after <laughs> i don't know i want to know what he smells like now now i want to know what's he smell like he's Go just on. always so fresh and like i understand you were just in front of the camera for like 22 hours i'm sweating being in front of like an interview camera for like that long like because all the lights like in the interview like and my hair is down like makeup had to come in like every 20 seconds I'm like come on stop sweating man i'm like oh my god <laughs> Like, how are you doing it? And you just smell so good. Like, oh my God. I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. And like, and it's so true. Like, you just hear like, oh my God, the rock is such a nice guy. Like, no, he is the nicest guy. And it's crazy because he handpicked. I didn't know like every contestant that was on the show. Like when it comes down to a certain amount, there's 10,000 applicants. Then they wired it down. I think they invited 84 to the combine. And then they even narrowed it down to like 36 with the alternates and he handpicked them. So he knows you by name. He's like, Courtney, what's up? And I'm like, what? What? Uh, You know uh, my first name? What? (laughs) Were you like, hey, Dwayne? Yeah, and like, you don't know what to call him. You're just like, sir. And he's like, you can call me Dwayne or like DJ, you call him. And I was like, by your first name? like, (laughs) Mr. The Rock? Mr. The Rock. (laughs) Mr. The, it's just Mr. The. Yeah, you know, like, I'm like, uh, and then he's like, it's Dwayne. I'm like, yeah, I know it's Dwayne. I know it's you. I know your name. I I know. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, and then he's like talking to me about New Jersey. Like, he really, like, invests in the show. Like, he really, like, throws himself in there. And he works like an animal, too. So, usually they film in L.A. But the reason we were down in Atlanta is because he was filming another movie at the same time. Uh-huh. So during like certain hours, he would go film the movie and then come back for the Titan games and then go film the movie and come back for the Titan games. Like he's a really, really, really hard worker. Totally. Like, That's crazy. Yeah. And I asked the producers, I was like, you know, why, oh, why are we not in LA this year? And he was like, um, you go to the rock, the rock doesn't come to you. And I was like, good boy, good boy. Good call, good call, good call. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not, not, not everyone, even big stars, like not one has put that. And it's probably because he's willing to put in the work. If you come to me, I'll put in the work. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. He's like so humble. He's so genuine and so nice. And like, and I think that's why, cause he's like, he's just really good to work with. So they're like, you know what? We'll just come to you. Cause it's like, whatever. And they set up a whole production around him and like, that was it. So. Do you, do you think we can get the rock on this podcast? Oh, that's my dream interview, man. No offense, Courtney. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no offense. No offense to me either. I do this with him every week. I would love to know. I mean, like, would you guys be speechless or would you be like, uh, what? Oh, like, I, I don't know. I'd like, to, I'd like to think I'd be like calm, cool, and collected, but I probably oh. would just be like, I heard you smell good. <laughs> I'd just be like, um, you're awesome. <laughs> you're, you're so awesome. <laughs> 40 minutes of us being yeah. like, so we love you so much. <laughs> so what was it like to have Danny Spiegel rub your nipple? That's all yeah. it would be. Just weird shit like that. It wouldn't even be normal. We're yeah, like, we're the, the creepy pervs. We're yeah. like, how many inches of rounds are your biceps? I have so many questions. Oh, I I actually could ask the guy a thousand questions. Like, I've seen most of his movies. I, I've mm. watched his entire uh, show, Ballers, on HBO. Like a so good. Times. Oh, it's so ballers. good. And so he's so good in it. Like, it's like the mm. perfect role for him. You know, it's yeah. like. I think, like, the most amazing thing about him, and I said this to the TV crew, was that he came from WWE, but he didn't let it define him. Yeah. Like, you know, some WWE characters, they, like, bring it out with him that he's known as The Rock. Like, he's really, I mean, he's known as The Rock, right? But, like, he's not known as a WWE character anymore. So I think that's so cool of him. And, like, he just was like, no, I'm going to be an actor in movies. Oh, no, I'm going to be in children's movies. I'm going to be serious. I'm going to be funny. I'm going to be, like, the way he, he made movies, like, and stuff come to him. And he molded around it instead of, like molding to what the movies wanted him to be if that makes sense totally like i think of an i think of an actor like um vin diesel is a good example i think where he's like he's not typecast necessarily but he's like he's always played that action role and he's that guy and i don't really think about him in any other way whereas like the rock is like played the tooth fairy in a movie one time (laughs) do you know what i mean like and yeah and, and i didn't bat an eye i was like oh yeah of course he's perfect for this role yeah. Oh yeah, of course he's perfect for that role. Like, oh yeah, he's funny as hell. You guys seen the new Jumanji movies? They're so oh, yeah. good. Yeah, they're good. They're good. And then yeah. like in Ballers, he was like a badass and like right. you know what I mean? But like it, who else would play that role besides him? Like I I became a huge fan of his when I realized like he was completely grateful for his fame. Like I saw this video yeah. of these two little girls and like he was driving like they were doing the video and not him and like he was going past them in a car or something and they yelled at him they're like oh my god the rock and he stopped and came back like he had no need to stop and come back and he stopped and came back and took a photo with them Mm -hmm. and got their video and you could tell he was just like genuinely grateful that someone recognized him and and liked him for who he was you know it's like just really different than you see from most people at that level yeah the rock and kids like my, I'm sorry, my ovaries just exploded. <laughs> like, right? Because you I mean, you see him with his own kids, but then you see him with like all the other contestants' kids and stuff. And yeah. the, he loved the dog too. I was just like, oh my god, my heart, my heart. Yeah, I like when confetti. I had like personal conversations with him. I, I told him like I admire. Like he never forgets where he came from. He was like, because like that's what I try to portray. Like I always want to portray. Like I'm I'm from Jersey, and like my family. Like you never get. I wish people would understand you didn't get by yourself where you are today. Like mm-hmm. someone gave you a shot, someone listened to you, someone let's like, get supported it supported you, like supported yeah. you, or even like to the point of like when I was 
crying over something. My friend was there for me to make me feel better. Like, but like without that interaction, I would have never been where I am today. Like I always just try to remember that. And he's so good at that. Like, so cool. So good at that. I mean, he, I mean, one of the famous stories about him before the Titan games, people magazine produced it that during the pandemic, he called one of his friends that he, he lived in like a trailer during WW in the beginning times. Like he didn't have any money. His friend put him up in a trailer with him. He obviously called him during the pandemic and was like, dude, what are you up to? I haven't talked to you in so long. The guy was like, I'm cutting like lawns for like $12 an hour. And the rock was like, you know what? Like, tell me like your bank account number. I want to treat you to dinner tonight. Well, they won't release how much money he like transaction the guy, but it's enough to never work a day in his life ever again. (gasps) They won't say what it is. They won't release how much he got Uh it. The guy will never work a day in his life. I will I will call out my account number on this podcast (laughs) right now. My routing number. I risk all the fraud. I don't care. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But like he's like they say they won't disclose what he did, but that guy will never work a day in his life ever. That's crazy to me. And he never forgets where he came from. We like need more people like him. Like I have no problem with like successful people like him and, you know, people who are willing to give back or whatever, who are big Hollywood actors or big sports stars or whatever, like people who make all that money, who give it back. Like that is, we need more people like that in the world. Yeah. For sure. Like Rock they were for saying. President. Rock they were- for president. Oh my God. Can you yes. imagine? He wants That'd to be run. Cool. He wants to run. Yes. Yes. They've, I've heard that many times that he wants to run for president. Yeah. Like they asked me on the show, they're like, if you won the hundred thousand, like, what would you do? I was like, I'd be broke. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, I know me. Cause I'll just give my money. Away. Like I would like be like, cause my mom gave me everything. I'd be like, I want her to have this. Yeah. Like it's only like not a hundred thousand dollars is a lot to me, but like to pay off people's like mortgages and stuff is not. No, <laughs> like, it goes I, real quick. Yeah. Real like quick. I'll be like, uh-huh. I'd be broke. So yep. that's what I would do. I'd be broke. <laughs> People be like, well, they asked me that. I'd be like, um, student loans, yeah. period. Well, like, oh, what else? There, nothing else, actually. Oh, my God. First of all, after taxes, it's only like 55 grand. That's so what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. I was like, you. I would do this, this, and they're like, it's 100. I was like, I know exactly why I would be broke, guys. Like, I would try to pay off my brother's debts and like yeah, my mom's uh-huh, debts. Like, uh-huh. like, you don't have enough. And I'm like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you called it. Oh man. Yeah. But it was like one of the best experiences of my life because it's like something I didn't train for. And I did end up, I ended up winning the East and I was the East champion, which is like so awesome. And for the first time I actually didn't train for it, quote unquote, like in CrossFit, you train for the competition in basketball. I did about 9 million practices my whole life. So I hope I'm somewhat good at it. Um, You know what I mean? I didn't necessarily train for this. So like, to come out as like the East champion for it. And then, you know, have like the amount of DMs I got of like from mom saying that their 10 year old girl was watching and like just staring at the screen like this being like, you like are my daughter's like inspiring idol. I was like hundred thousand, like it's worth every penny to me. I was oh, like, so girl cool. DM me. She's like, do you think they're going to make a Barbie of you? I was like, Fuck. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I, I really sincerely hope that um, that our listeners got sort of the same vibe from you because I'm I'm really thankful that you came on this show to be able to tell that story and to be able to just con- continue doing your thing, like continue inspiring more people, continue telling your story, continue being like, yeah, those a-holes in the modeling industry didn't want me, so 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's, that is the best. And that's, I'm really, I'm really grateful to you to, for coming on the show and, and continuing Thank your you. message. Thank yeah. you. I just, both of you too. Like, I mean, I, both of you express like very authentic people. I think that's why you attract so many people. And I just always want to say that to people, like always be your authentic self because that's what people want. Like mm-hmm. you attract it and like, you're going to attract your tribe and your people like always. And they're going to love you for it all your flaws and everything in between, but like be yourself. Cause you're going to inspire someone you didn't even think you could inspire. Right. Right. I tell it to people all the time. I get so many messages of like, Oh, I want to start this online. Like, you know, how do I attract followers? I'm like, you, you can only be yourself. Like the yeah. second, like people can sniff a phony a mile away. Oh, like, totally. You know? Yeah. Like I had to tell my mom story how many times I've been rejected. Like they thought it was going to be like an all Cinderella. And I was like, nah, no one wanted to be me. <laughs> <laughs> Little girls don't want this. Remember? Yeah. They told me. Wants any of this. Like, but you have to, you have to like talk about your downfalls and like, I tell people all the time, like, they're like, how are you such a strong athlete? I was like, cause I know what weak feels like. like <laughs> I know what rock bottom feels like to the core. So like, and I know what making fun of people making fun of me feels like. And like, I know. So like, that's the only reason I'm such like a confident personality now, but you only in time and age and experiences only gets you that. So, but yeah. Well, I have the time and the age and I don't have your 405 deadlift. So <laughs> Goals, that's what, John. That, that's Goals. what I'm walking away from on this podcast is I can't deadlift 405. Well, well, Courtney, thank you for coming on. This has been so yeah. much fun. No, and, I had so much fun. Thank you guys for having me and taking your time out of your day. So thank course. you. I, we're going to have to have Courtney on with Danny at some point. And Nikki, you and I won't have to talk. I'm convinced if we had the two of you guys on, we could just sit back and let you guys just. No, screw that. Out. I'm coming on. You stay <laughs> off. The three of us girls will do a show one night. Well, I'm yeah, going no, to observe. It'll be fun to watch. I just sit on and watch. It'd be great. Yeah. I would say at the Titan Games, all the athletes there, like there was never a dull silence in the room. The cameras were always filming us because like, they were like, you guys just don't stop talking to each other. I'm doing like the most ridiculous shit. And I was like, accurate. Yeah. accurate. I, accurate. I, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. Well, thank you, Courtney. It's been great. Nikki, as always, been great. Always? We got, uh, for everyone listening, we got a lot of stuff coming up uh, on top of this mm-hmm. one. We've got, uh, oh my God, so many. I can't even list them all. Lots of OGs. I don't, I, I'd have to pull them up. I don't even know what order they're coming out at this point, but obviously you guys have listened to Courtney. We've got Rich Froning, uh, Matt Chan. Oh, who am I missing? I don't um, know. I can't find the document fast Neil, enough, but Neil Maddox. Neil Maddox. Yep. Yep. With us. Hi guys. <laughs> leave that leave yes. that selfie silence in the show I don't am, cut I'm, it <laughs> i'm totally i'm totally leaving it then totally um leaving it who then, else so. uh jessica fithin i don't know the timing of when we're releasing this but she runs the you look like a man facebook page and instagram page and totally pertinent to part of our conversation today so listen to that episode um yeah and then yeah. so many some, good someday ones. we'll get back to just you and me john someday yeah, never yeah. never, never. never. Just one. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Great talking to you. And for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us and we'll chat with you all soon.